Hi, and welcome to Wasted Takes episode 119. 119 being a song by the, I think, K-pop band, NTC Dream. First One of my that, favorites. First thing that came up when I Googled. Um, I'm Trey, joined as always by Tucker, Cam, and Dylan. How are we doing, gentlemen? Fantastic. Tucker did say living the dream. He was far away from the computer, but he did say it. Uh, yeah, so let's get into it. Winners and losers. Uh, in terms of our polls, we had two polls, and it was a big winner this week. Dylan taking hold both points. Wait, what? Yep. Don't act like you don't know, you cheater. What? Dude, I, I didn't even vote. <laughs> well, you won. Oh, no way. One of them. Yeah, I know. I thought I thought someone else was gonna win, but all of a sudden, right before the episode, things flipped. Um, Dylan had no votes on one of his for the longest time, like the longest time, and then all of a sudden, it jumped out. The um, no, I see. Yeah, one of them is. Oh wait, never mind. No, I'm wrong. I'm wrong. Tucker. Let's go! Tucker and Dylan. I'm sorry. I thought Carson went. I thought Dylan was on the Carson Wentz train. No, no one's on the Carson Wentz train like me. Okay, yeah. Then it was Tucker. My mistake. Um, At least the public is on the Carson Wentz train. That's why I thought it was weird, because I remember looking at that and being like, Dylan's has no votes. Um, all right, so scores are seven to me, four to Dylan, three to Cam, two to Tucker. So, wow. Close race in the for, for second place, but... You know, first place pretty locked up. Um, other than that, losers, I had uh, Cam as a loser for his Tiger take. Was did, did he not make the cut? I thought he made the cut. He made the cut. He didn't win the Masters. I mean, cut, come in top 15. Excuse me. Mm. Right, 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 right. So, therefore, okay. I count it as a loss. Yep. What say you, Cam? Um, I was happy he made the cut. I, I bet him at plus 120 to make the cut, and I won that. It just, you could tell that it was just taking a toll on him. Um, definitely day three and four. So after the second day, I was like, ah, he's not going to get top four, 15. But, you know, that's the nature of the game. I wasn't going to play it so often say, oh, he's going to make the cut. Um, had to put myself out there, and it didn't pay off this time. But you know what? Every once in a while, you're going to hit that shining moment, and it's going to pay off, and I'm just waiting for it. Well, I have a bone to pick with you, Cam, because there's an unwritten rule on this show. It's kind of like baseball. Unwritten rule on this show where if you have a take proven wrong, by the time you vote on it, you should not be voting for your own take, and you voted for your own take regardless. So just want to see why you have no integrity, basically. I do like that rule, but it's a gentleman's game, and sometimes in gentlemen's games, you have to cheat, so... But someone else voted for. Oh yeah, no, it get, they. It's because people always vote for the wrong polls because either a they think it's funny so or b they my have reasoning, my no reasoning idea behind what's going it on. Is he, he won in my heart. He, oh, you know, he went oh, out okay, there and made yeah. the cut. That counts. That counts for sure. <laughs> and even though obviously he didn't make the top fifteen, I thought my take was still, you know, it was still a good take at the time and. You know, he didn't win scoreboard-wise, but I'd say Tiger is a winner this week I just win. for making the cut and then beating a ton of people who definitely should be. Um, does anybody have any other winners or losers? 
All right, then we can get right into ways to taste. Uh, wait, wait, wait. I, I have one, um, and it's just uh, officially my Lakers take came true. Well, yeah, I think we've said that every day on the show. for. The but officially because the season ended. Yes, correct. Official I just like to the... bring it up because it was, it was a, base, a basketball take and it was right. So, um, Yeah, you hit that one, Dill. Um, all right. Waste of takes. Um, I would like to go last because mine actually leads well into our, a, uh, our our first topic. So if you guys want to go first. Anybody? Hello? Do you guys not have takes, Dylan or Tucker? I have one. It's fine. Um, I was just trying to go a little bit later, but no, I got one. Um, just looking at going back to the NFL, paying attention to the draft, and then just looking at obviously all the offseason moves. Um, we've talked about it many a times that the AFC has just become a stacked powerhouse. NFC as a company you know, teams that can contend, but definitely it's, it's super flip-flop. Um, people are saying this is the greatest offseason in NFL history. I agree with that, uh, at least, you know, in my lifetime. And um, I think that the dynasty era is over for a very long time. Obviously, you had, you know, the Cowboys back in the day, then the Niners, and then the Steelers, or Steelers, not in order. Uh, and then obviously the Patriots, uh, those are definitely dynasty teams. And now it's just so competitive that it can't be a dynasty. Um, so I'm going to go as far to say that within the next 10 years, we are not going to have a repeat Super Bowl champion. We're going to have a different team win the Super Bowl every year for the next 10 years. That's how competitive it is. And that's the take. So it's not you're not saying back to back, right? Because that's already been half. That's happened for twenty years now. There hasn't been a back to back. You're just no, saying no, no, not back. And in the next no. ten years, there will be ten different teams. Wow. Starting this year as year one. Yep. All right. Um, I tend to agree with you that I think that the dynasty era is kind of dying, and I was for a long time a denier that the Patriots dynasty was finally dead. It did die on St. Patrick's Day 2020 when Brady left. It's for sure, 100%. Um, but 10 years, I mean, there's there's a lot of good teams, but I don't think there's, like, a lot of Super Bowl teams. Like, you look at all these teams that made major additions, and a lot of them next year are not going to be competitive. Or, or not, not competitive, but, like, are not going to be Super Bowl threats. And then you have the th- Super Bowl threats right now that when, you know, in by the time that those other teams come up, they'll be they'll be kind of at the end of their run. Um, I just think that it's more than likely that a team will win at least two over the next 10 years. Um, but I, I would say that the majority is going to be different teams. It's not going to be the Chiefs every other year. Um, it's going to be six, six or seven teams, maybe maybe even eight teams that uh, – that that win it over the next 10 years. I don't know if I'm ready to go with the 10, though, just because there are those teams that are, seem to be head and shoulders above everybody else to me. Um, Cam, I'm actually on your side. Sorry. 
Tucker, real quick, just to add on to this take, it's never happened before. There's never been a 10-year span where one team didn't win multiple. Yeah. So, I'm on your side on this take because I think the window with, like, how much superstars are getting paid and how other positions are now getting paid like superstars. Like, before, you know, you paid your QB a lot of money. Everyone else was a whole, like, tier or two behind. Now you have wide receivers making $30 million a year. I'm going to guess, like, superstar tight ends are going to be making the same. Superstar defensive ends are going to start wanting that QB money. And so I think it's going to lead to windows becoming a lot smaller for teams to win a Super Bowl. Like, I think that you're dead on with this whole take just because it's so competitive and windows are so small now. It's like a dynasty like the Patriots isn't going to happen again anytime soon. It's just so hard without people taking pay cuts for a dynasty to be made in the NBA, especially with a salary cap and all that, even though the salary cap might be fake. But it just feels like windows are shrinking. It feels like the Chiefs window is starting to end with Travis Kelsey getting older, Tyreek Hill leaving. You know, like all these ga- all these teams, the Rams windows almost closed already and it just opened up. And it feels like it's just going to get more and more like that. Dylan? Yeah, um, I get where Cam's coming from because I was thinking similar about baseball because I've been thinking about Aaron Judge, I've been thinking about Xander Bogarts and, and Rafi Devers for the Sox. Um it's like you can't hold on to your big name guys, so you have to, uh, uh, you know, win while they're young or under not as not their like career contract, and then um, that window, like Tucker said, is gonna is is shortening up. Of like, you need to win. If you're gonna win, you're gonna win now. Um, I think that trend is going to continue to get uh, smaller and smaller as, as, as big market teams are going to shell out more money for superstars. Um, That said, I think within the next 10 years, there's going to be massive reform to salary cap because of this trend. And I think they're going to probably squash it in the butt. Um, And there's going to just be more allowable cash. I mean, I feel like, the, the rate at which the cap space is increasing is, is not um, big enough, and that's why this is happening. Um, so I'm going to disagree because it's never happened before, and I think they're going to expand the cap. All right. Um, but I like where you're coming from. Any, any, anything to say to that, Cam? Any, any rebuttal? No, I get, I get, I get the arguments definitely. I mean, I understand the arguments. I thought about it beforehand, um, but this is the most competitive I've seen in the league. I was just looking at the teams, and there's ten teams I could see winning it. Um, the problem I think is going to be that AFC teams are going to just start winning it more than the NFC, and it, it's going to start, you know. Eventually, there's probably one team in the AFC that's going to make the Super Bowl, and it's just a matter of them, you know, losing <laughs> to an NFC team. Because the NFC te- teams that are good right now are the Packers and Bucks. But how long are and the Rams? Rodgers? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, the Rams. But I'm saying the old guys like Brady and Rodgers. How long are they going to last? And who's up next? The Rams. And I, the Niners is kind of undecided. 
Seahawks are back to nothing. Kyler's probably not it. So, I don't know. I, I hope it happens. I love the, the competitiveness um, that we're about to see. But, uh, yeah, that's all. All right. Are you guys ready with takes or you want me to go? I'm ready. All right, go ahead. Um, so, this NBA season, the best player in the NBA has been Nikola Jokic. I don't think it's that close. I mean, with him versus without him, they're a completely different team. They have like a 65% win percentage with him, 25% win percentage without him. He's like, you know, all like his assists, what is it, numbers for assists? Let me look it up. But with him versus without him, they're a different team. He's been one of the most dominant players in the NBA, and he has basically a LeBron-esque feel to his game in the fact that they're a different team when he's not there yeah he was 27 14 and 8 this year but my take is due to the nba not liking to give the same guy the mvp a lot joel Embiid's gonna win the mvp just because they don't want to give it to Jokic again Jokic, i think won it last year right i think Giannis won it last year he won it the year before i'm not sure though I don't think so. No, I think it was Jokic last year. So, yeah. Jokic won, Jokic won, yeah, won it two years in a row before that. Yeah, but my whole thing is the NBA hates giving guys multiple MVPs. Like, if you look, like, LeBron has won, like, two MVPs in his career. He's been the best player in the league probably eight to ten years of his career. But the NBA just wants, like, the difference. They want to see different guys, different superstars getting the credit. And don't like giving one guy credit over and over again, especially a big man like Jokic. So Joel Embiid will get it so that they can have a new face of the NBA. All right. Um, so originally I was not liking it just because like Giannis did win it two years in a row a couple of years ago. But I think you're right in the fact that they want like money is everything in that league. Like they always have like giant, they make a big deal out of their TV deals and like every 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 time like you're talking about the NBA, there's some sort of money, you know, the business of the NBA. There's some sort of money aspect to it. So I, I'll go ahead and agree with you. I think that they they want what it doesn't hurt to have another, you know, MVP player out there that you can market as an MVP player and boost, you know, your viewership and sh- and stuff like that. So I'll go ahead and agree with you. Love it. So, I, I agree he's probably MVP. Um, where I disagree with you is where you said it's not even close. Um, Joel Embiid. No, I say he's the best player, and it's not even close. Like, I think Joel Embiid has had a great season. But if you look at the stats when there's not another superstar at the, on the court with Embiid, they're not good. Like, they're actually really bad. And then Nikola Jokic has played this entire season with his third guy, Michael Porter Jr., playing nine games. And his second guy, how many games did Jamal Murray play? Jamal Murray didn't – did he play this year? Yeah, Jamal Murray didn't play at all this year. So, I like, mean, I would... been playing with no one all year. Like, his number two is, like, you know, like, he's on Facundo Campazzo has been playing, like, starter minutes all year. Right, but you can argue the same thing for the Sixers. <laughs> they just got Harden. Ben but no, they still have Chris Middleton and Drew Holiday, who are both 
really good players. Like, there's no Chris Middleton-esque player on that lineup. I mean, they, they're they good players. Like, Chris Middleton doesn't play for the Sixers. What do you, Where are you coming from with this? Wait, yes, he does. Are you talking about... Oh, my God, I'm B. Yeah, you're right. Oh, I'm, I'm thinking of the I wrong team. Yeah, no, no and think, and nobody. Ben Simmons didn't play, and Harden just got on the team. I think the best next best player is like, like okay. Maxi, and he's not. You know, he's a. Matisse Tybel got like play, defend is like a defensive all first team this year, but yeah, but no, but if you look at his stats when there's not another guy on the court since uh, James Harden got there, they're miserable. Like, when James Harden and the two of them aren't on the court together, the team's terrible. Like, they need to play together. I mean, they're cut from the same cloth. They, they need to play together, I guess you could say. But you can't just say for the whole beginning of the season until the last 15 games or whatever that Harden didn't play. Joel yeah, well, that's fair. No, that is fair. But they're I don't very, know. They're yeah. very comparable. I think, I mean, I think Jokic does edge him out. But... I wouldn't say it's it's a long shot. I think those two are, are the MVPs, and there's nobody else that's close. But saying that he's the only one, I would disagree with that. But I do think he's the best player in the world. Dell. Um, I thought Joel Embiid was like retired, so I thought what? Embiid's like he's, twenty-five. Yeah, yeah, he's so I'm definitely definitely confusing the name with someone that in my brain sounds similar to so um uh, that's all i have to say on the subject um yeah i mean i don't know enough about any of this to really give a honest opinion what i will say is that i wouldn't put it past the league to do something like this even though i don't know the players you know um just taking a guy and putting him in the spotlight just to have a new guy in the spotlight to further promote. Like I, I mean, that seems like a no brainer for the NBA. So I'm on board for that. sounds like this guy fits the mold for that. So I'll agree. Uh, all right, Dill, you got a take for us? I do. Um, switching gears. We're going baseball talk. As we know, we probably will discuss it later. Maybe, maybe not. Um, Aaron Judge declined a contract extension with the Yanks. Was it like two hundred and twenty million or something? Um, I can get the numbers up in a sec. Um, so, to me, I don't think that's an indication of him like not wanting to play for the Yankees. I think it's more. He is. He doesn't need to lock in to a team right now. He doesn't need to lock himself into the Yankees right now if he doesn't want to. Um, he can see. He can test the waters in free agency if he wants. Um, I think though that the Yankees will take this as incentive to potentially look for trades, um, which they probably do already. But I think maybe more seriously now that they think potentially he could not be there anymore. Um, then I start to think about what teams would Judge ever be traded to. Um, first team that comes to my mind is a team that has historically been very bad. They have the best player in the league. 
They have the rising star in the league who plays two positions. That is the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim. I think if Judge is to be traded, he will be traded to the Angels, play right field. Their outfield is terrible outside of uh, Mike Trout. They have two other guys that I've never heard of. Um, they have Sohei, just like how we were talking about uh, the NFL. It's the MLB is becoming a league of win now. <laughs> and if they can make a trade happen, I think the Yankees would take prospects and cash for a judge. So if this were to happen, he's going to the Angels as a take. All right. Um, I don't agree. Um, I think you like you said he's not incentivized he's not actually like i don't think considering leaving um i think he's just doing what every mlb player including like rafael devers and bogarts are they're trying to maximize their value um so i i i just don't i don't know i think it's too early to tell when's his when's he like like his contract up up is it the end of this year or is it next year uh let me just look up all right. Well, either way, I I just I don't think we're declining one you know contract extension is going to do it. If they get into talks with him and um, see it going nowhere, then I I think about it. But if it if it sounded to me from what I read that it was just kind of like the first talks, and it's the same thing with like Devers and Bogarts. Like I don't want them traded right now. Like they. They have more to give us, and we still have time to get a deal done. Um, so I don't think so. Cam, your team, what do you think? Dill, are you saying like before the trade deadline or next, like off season? At any point, they're going to trade. Okay. Um, I think it's it's too early. What I got out of it is that he definitely wants to test the waters. He also wants to test the Yankees to see if he can get more money. And I think it's going to depend on a lot, a lot on how he plays this year. Um, the Yankees are stacked, dude. It, 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 they are. It, they're, it their lineup is gross. Yeah. And I was saying this yesterday, I was watching the game at my buddy's house and I was saying this to them, like, I love the Yankees, but it, it's an embarrassment to be a fan sometimes when you have such a good team and don't win it. And I have no comeback for when you guys get on me. I, I get it. Um, I don't know if that's a management thing. But going back to Judge, I think it is going to depend a lot on how he plays this year. Um, if he does leave, Dylan, you said Angels. I mean, I could see it just because there's talent there. Um, I don't think he goes to a team that's bottom tier. Uh, I think if he does leave, he's going to try to win. And this team is on the rise, though. Oh, 100%. They're, they're like, I'm, not, I'm not saying they're out of the equation. I don't think they're out of the equation. Um, but I think the only thing keeping him from saying like a direct no, I'm not coming back, is the fact that the Yankees have been like playoff team and are definitely contenders every year. I think it's just all going to depend. It's too early. It's going to depend on how he plays this year. If he's not great, I think to be like, good thing that he, you know, de- denied us earlier in the year. We can get rid of him now. And if he plays well, they'll do everything they can to keep it. Tucker? 
Um, fun fact about Aaron Judge. Do you know what team you liked growing up? The Red Sox. Red Sox. Aaron Judge to the Red Sox, maybe? I don't know, but I have I have no I idea. I don't want him. I, yeah, I also think he's going to drop way off. Yes, me too. He's so strong. That's why I honestly, I honestly think the Yankees are going to be better off by not signing him to a bajillions of dollars. In I the agree. Long run. And I think he's good enough now that the team will take a chance on him for the next couple of years, and that's why I'm, I'm choosing the Angels. All right. Um, all right, my take. Uh, obviously, uh, NBA playoffs are starting. Um, so last night, or was it last night? Yeah, last night the Nets beat the Cavs um, to advance against the Boston Celtics. I had the pleasure of going to. Um, I've had the pleasure of going to the Celtics and Nets game last year. First real game, like open, um, in you know after COVID and everything, and it was Kyrie's first game back in Boston against a crowd, and um, booed the crap out of him. Oh, stuff's falling. Booed the crap out of him. Um, and he stomped on the logo that game. Some kid threw a water bottle at, water bottle at him. Was arrested. Stupid. He's a hero. Um, but I've been watching the Celtics more. And the last game I watched was where Kyrie kind of he was he had a look on his face um, after you know after you know, the game after they got beat by the Celtics and he was like, "Why are these people booing me? Like this is annoying." Blah blah blah. Like kind of looked upset. And um, I think he is going to be rattled in the series. I think that the booing, you know, the first time it happens, you're motivated. You're like, okay, cool. And then he's like, well, actually, you know, now it's kind of getting annoying. Um, so I think he is a little bit of a mental midget. Sorry, I'm trying to look up his stats at the same time doing this. I think he's a bit of a mental midget. I think that the crowd's going to get to him. He said after the game um, that... Boston was like the scorned, um, his scorned ex-girlfriend. Like they'll never, um, they'll never let it go. Whatever. I think he's going to get rattled in this game in Boston. I don't think he's going to be a huge factor. I think he's still, you know, he's always, you got to watch him always. But like, so his, he's averaging right now 27 points a game, um, 41% from the three. Four rebounds, almost six assists. So pretty great numbers. I think he's going to average under 20 points, under three rebounds, and under four assists in this series. I think they're that he's going to get rattled. Um, I think he's not going to be like he was the other night against the Cavs. So Kyrie Irving will be a basically a non-factor in this series. Part of it's because Marcus Smart can guard him, and that's going to be a big help. But another part of it is he can't handle the pressure of playing in Boston against a hostile crowd. I saw it firsthand when I was watching um, the la- the latest game that they played, and I think it's going to continue in the playoffs. That's the take. Feel free so I, to I can, jump in. I can jump in here, yeah. Um, we were talking about in the chat a little bit earlier. I... I ended up going back and looking up the stats of when he plays against Boston. How many? It's 
Is it seven game series for everything, or is it five in the first game? No, it's seven. It's seven. Yeah, so they're going to get to play a home game, too. Um, I I 100% disagree with this. I think in Boston, they'll still average over 20. Uh, Marcus Smart is a beast, but Kyrie is just, he's insane. And then at home, he's just going to go off. I don't think the the crowd noise is is really going to affect him, to be honest with you. Um, I I look back at the stats. He did have some games like 17, 19, 11. Then he had like 137. So he's probably averaging around 20, 22, something like that. Um, I don't see it happening. I don't think the pressure is going to get to him at all. I think that he's going to be just fine. Tucker? Um, I think it's going to get to him. I mean, how do you not believe it's going I He's a mental midget. Like, he is. He can't handle it. I could not agree more that he's going to crumble under the pressure in the playoffs. He's just a guy that, like, doesn't, you know, he doesn't build up to moments like this. I, I don't know. I You could see it on his face that game. Like, he did not want to be there. He was sick of the booze. And then the way he talked after it, like, he doesn't like it. And I know like he's an all time player and a great competitor, but he, something about Boston, he just, it gets in his head. Yeah, no, I could not agree more. Uh, Dell. Uh, yeah, this guy seems like a soft mental midget and, um, he couldn't play in Boston because of it. And he couldn't play in Boston against Boston because of it. So, um, if I were the Sox, I or the Sox. If I were the Celtics. I'd be pretty happy. I'd be facing it, especially at home to start, right? Uh, yes. Right, because yeah, that's a plan. So, um, yeah, I would be, you know, very excited if I was Boston. Um, it's like. You always want to go up against somebody you think you have a competitive edge against, uh, like something off the field or off the court. Like we, like in baseball, we we would maybe not be as talented throughout the lineup as another team in our conference, but we would always bully this team because they were just like mentally insuperior. So it was just like we knew we had a edge against them in that regard so it's always a good feeling going into a, into a game especially in the playoffs so yeah I I, I think he's going to he might have like one good game but ultimately I don't think it'll uh, he'll even be a factor in the series to be honest alright staying on this topic NBA playoffs um, starting up we got the playing tournament going on so um to recap what has happened so far, we had the Nets beat the Cavs, as I mentioned. We had the Hawks beat the Hornets uh, today. We had the Timberwolves beat the Clippers. And I don't know if you guys saw that last night, um, but the, the Timberwolves acted like they won the championship. Like Pat Beverly was up on the scores table screaming, pounding his chest. And <laughs> just just the, like, I, I get it. And, you know, you should celebrate a win, but it was like, crazy um anybody got anything on the playoff games anything on that celebration they want to talk about i watched it back sorry go ahead tucker pat beverly is going to do pat beverly things i feel like that's just 
especially since he was on the Clippers, you knew he was going to go over the top because he's just a certified crazy person. I agree, I, yeah. I love him, though. He like, he's the exact energy a place like Minnesota needs. He's like a veteran that's just always all in, like always super intense. Like he brings the exact thing you need from like a veteran leader to be like super into it. You're a young team. You're good. But you're like your young stars with Carl Anthony Towns and Anthony Edwards. Like you need that guy there to hype you up. Like you saw Anthony Edwards go right up next to him celebrating with him. Like that's the guy that you want to lead your rookie. You know, he's the guy that you want right there to be your leadership and, like, teach them how they should feel about the game. He was a strip club guy, right? Like, he, I like him. He was the one that got caught at the strip club or COVID, COVID at the strip. Wasn't that Pat Bev? Yeah, yeah. He uh, said it was yeah. to get, it says, he said, like, it's because I really like it. Was getting, it was getting the, the wings were really the chicken good. wings. The, the wings were really good. It was his favorite chicken wings that is there. Um, um, oh, go ahead, I watched, yeah, so I watched the Nets-Cavs a little bit last night. Um, they pretty much dominated the whole way. They did let him come back to within, like, four. And I think that's going to be their weakness is once they get a lead, they're just like, oh, we got it. They also don't play defense. That's true. So, um, all right, the matchups, Jazz-Mavericks. Raptors 76ers, next Celtics, Raptors, oh, I already said that one, uh, Timberwolves, Grizzlies, Nuggets, Warriors, Bulls, Bucks. Um, let's pick these series. Jazz, Mavericks. I'm taking the Jazz. Um, wait. No, I'm not taking the Jazz. I'm taking the Mavericks. Sorry. Uh, Mavericks, obviously, they got Luka. Um, I think that'll be the difference. I couldn't tell you one is... Uh, Gobert still on the Jazz, the one who started the COVID outbreak in the NBA? Maybe. I don't know. I'll take the Mavericks. Tucker? Sorry, to win which one? Sorry. Jazz Mavericks. I have to go with... I'm going with the Jazz here just because of the Nikola Jokic effect. Is he Jazz? Isn't he Denver? He's on the Nuggets. Yep, yep. Yeah. Sorry, I'm going with Jazz because I have a future on the Jazz. Tucker, you don't know anybody who's on the right team in the NBA, do you? No, I don't think I do anymore. This is bad. So you have? Do you still have the Jazz? You have the Jazz because I have a future on that. Oh, okay. Uh, Cam, Jazz didn't get killed by birth this uh, year. What, yeah. What was the game? What, was, what game are we discussing? We're talking about the the, the NBA playoffs, the matchups. Yeah, but what what is the game? I'm sorry. What's the matchup? The Jazz and Mavericks. What is, <laughs> what is the big confusion here? Sorry, I was, I was shifting positions. Yeah, everybody's household. doing something else. Um, I'm going to go Mavericks. And I think Luka is going to prove himself. He's unreal. Um, I haven't watched much of him besides like highlights and just that he's a really genuine, cool guy from what I've seen. And I love that. And I think uh, the Jazz are just always going to be that, you know, middle-of-the-pack team that never really makes it. So I think Luka breaks out and, and wins this one. Dylan, you got a pick here? Um, I don't really know much about the Mavericks uh, since uh, Dirk was on the team. That's about it. But um, I like uh, Luka. 
like Cam said, seems like a pretty cool dude, kind of chill. Um, also, uh, nothing happens in Utah. I think they have three fans. Um, so the Jazz, I'm out on. I never liked the Jazz. I never liked the name being in Utah. I know that they moved and something. I kept the name. I don't know. Um, but yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with the Mavericks on this one. Did they move? I don't. I don't think that's right. Years and years and years ago. All right. Um, since that went so well, Raptors 76ers. I'll take the Sixers. Um, obviously got Harden and Embiid, who are two high-caliber players. Couldn't tell you one dude on the Raptors. Could not do it. Um, Pascal Siakam. Pascal Siakam. Yeah, that's it. Vince Carter. Nope. Uh, I'll take the Sixers. Tucker. Um, I'm also going with the Sixers. Uh, I think Nick Nurse is a great coach, but there's just a lack of talent on that team comparatively. So, yeah. Cam? Um, I have the Sixers as well. Just all-around better team. Dylan? Um, yeah, I'll go with the Sixers, even though I don't like the Sixers. Shout-out to Raptors. Um... Playing basketball in Toronto. Didn't they win like three years ago? Yeah. Um, I love their team name. I love their uniforms. I wish we had more dinosaur teams. Yeah. it's <laughs> a good point. Um, all right. Nuggets Warriors. This is a tough one for me. I guess I'll go Warriors just because they've been so dominant. And Steph Curry is apparently the GOAT now, according to Tucker. Um, no point guard. Jokic is... Obviously, very good, but I mean, I don't know. I don't know enough about basketball to say like how did the Nuggets defend the three and stuff like that. Probably not good enough. So I'll go Warriors. Tucker. Yeah, I mean, I said in my thing about how good Jokic is that he has no one around him right now to really help him out. So I have to go with the Warriors here. It's just too much talent. Um, so yeah, probably Warriors in four, maybe five. Cameron? Yeah, I got Warriors. I think uh, they've proven themselves enough. Snap, Clay, Draymond, they're good enough to beat anybody, honestly. Um, and Joker just kind of by himself over there. So Warriors, easy. Dylan? Yeah, I'll go Golden State. Um, so, basically all the things we said. Um, also, Utah Jazz in the 70s, they were in... Um, New Orleans, that's why it's called the Jazz. Um, Nets, Celtics. I'll take the Celtics here. Like I said, I think the Nets have trouble on defense. You might need Jason and Jalen to put up 40 a game, um, but I don't think it's impossible to, for them to play at a high level. Celtics are a much better defensive team. It'll be tougher without Rob Williams there, but I'm going to arrive at the Celtics. Start. Celtics, baby. Camp. Yeah, sorry to do it to you, but I am going to go with the Nets. I think they're just star player-wise. Tatum is obviously a beast. Jalen Brown is, you know, above average, but Kevin Durant is one of the best scorers of all time. Kyrie, top 10-point guard of all time. So I, I think if they just come together, they can easily win. Rob not being there is going to be tough as well, as Bruce Brown said. Uh, so I'm going with the Nets. Um, Dylan. Um, 
Um, I'll go with the C's here. Like I said, with Kyrie, I think he's going to be basically a non-factor. It does come down to Durant. Um, and don't they have uh, James Harden now? No, they got rid of him. They got rid of him? Okay, good. He stinks. Everybody likes him. He stinks. He's fat. Um, and, it, yeah, so it, it comes down to how can you defend. I think they're a better defensive team. I have watched the Celtics play, like, maybe five games this year. So, um, and I know that Kyrie doesn't play defense. So, um, yeah, better defensive team. I, I, I like him in this matchup. It's definitely tough, but I think they can do it. All right, and then Bulls Bucks. I got the Bucks. I think the Bucks are very good. Good chance they could repeat. Um, it's pretty pretty self explanatory. Um, I'm missing matchups though from the play in though. So, oh Timberwolves Grizzlies. I missed. Um, all right, Bulls Bucks go, uh, Tucker. Uh, it's Bucks by a million. The Bulls suck. Okay. <laughs> Cam. Bucks easy. Um, the Bulls are very overrated. Good roster, a lot of like pretty average players. And I looked at the stats of when they play good teams, and they lose almost every single time. Uh, they beat the bad teams. They don't beat the good teams, and they're not going to beat this good team. It might be a four game series. Um, Dylan. Um, I don't know. I don't know anything about these two teams. What Cam say? Why are you listening to Cam? But what did Cam say? Cam said the box. Everybody said that, the box. Clearly, you're not, not listening to the podcast either. Then not, then not Cam, because every time I bet Cam, I lose. So not Cam. Okay. Um, Timberwolves Grizzlies. Uh, I'll take the Grizzlies. I said last week that the Grizzlies are really good. I'm going to stick by that. Um, John Morant stepping into his own. Um, yeah, I'll roll with them. Tucker? Um, Grizzlies. That is a tough week. You know what? High energy team. I like the way they just played. At Beverly guarding John Morant all series. I like I like the Timberwolves. I really do. I think, you know, you got two good stars and um, Carl Anthony Towns and Anthony Edwards. And then you got a lot of energy off of that team. I like them. And then there's, I think, two more matchups, but... They're yet to be decided. They're yet to be decided. One seeds versus whoever so the heat, is the, the winner of the game tomorrow. The Heat versus, yeah. And then what's the other one? Uh, I mean, you're not going to touch on this. Uh, the, oh, the, sorry. My bad. Suns versus the... Winner of the game tomorrow. Okay. Uh, Cam, sorry. I got distracted. I also like the Wolves. I love the energy. Um, I love that they celebrated so hard. I think it's mm-hmm. awesome. They're, they're in it to win it. And the Grizzlies are better without John Moran. It's, it's a fact their record is better without him. I think he's a stud, but he takes away from other players on the team that are also pretty good. So I got the Wolves in seven. Um, Dylan. I'm going to go Timberwolves as well, like Cam said. Um, you can't knock a team for celebrating. My thing is, is if you're out there, um, it's life or death. It's, uh, it's you against the world. You don't care. 
Um, so when you win, you celebrate hard. You celebrate hard. So I don't have any problem with that. Anybody that uh, is has a problem with it is just a whiny baby. So um, yeah, I'm going Wolves. I'll um, take the Heat in the other series, whoever they play, and then who's the one seed in the West? I don't even know. Uh, the Suns. And then I'll take the Suns too. Any any discourse on that? Yeah, I'm probably gonna take the one seed. The Clippers, if they win, they could make a run at it. Cam. Ones. Dylan. Ones. All right, ones all around. Let's move on. That was that was a little painful. Clearly, we need to do a little more uh, research on basketball. Um, all right, Masters. Barely watched it. Who won? Even Scheffler. Yeah. Scheffler. He won. Um, barely watched it. Watched a couple holes. Tiger kind of fell apart. Rory made a push. Seemed like a very boring Masters. Didn't seem like anyone was very close. Um, so I don't really have much on it. Uh, Cam, what do you got on the Masters? I actually watched. This is the most Masters I've ever watched for sure. Uh, not boring. I thought it was very, very eventful. Towards the end, Sheffield ran away with it. It was pretty much up. To That's three. what I'm saying. It wasn't close. No, no, I get that. First two rounds, it was fun, and then he ran away with it. Um, was up three strokes pretty much the whole time. But in terms of like really good shots, there was a hole in one, uh, pretty exciting, and they did a really good job. They always do of broadcasting it. So there's never a point where you're just watching someone walk to the hole. It's always somebody shooting. Um, but I enjoyed it. I was watching it the first two rounds. I watched most of it. And then after that, I kind of fell off and just kept up. Um, I watched it. Uh, Go ahead. It was a boring masters. I think, I mean, there was just like, Sunday was just like, uh, meh, you know, it's like the Sunday, the masters, I want to like sit there being like, Oh shit! The entire time with like, the lead group like competing the entire time. The lead group wasn't close. Uh, I end up a guy that like started off the day was plus as plus one came in second. So it, I don't know. It wasn't super exciting for me to watch. Um, as for yeah, so but you know Tiger sucked. <laughs> like, no, he did. Like he wasn't good. Like, yeah, so like, you know Tiger uh, sucked. <laughs> Like, everyone's like, wow, what a performance. It's like, yeah, an all-time great golfer ended up plus 11. And everyone's, like, treating him like he came back from a mirror. Like, wow, what a miracle recovery. Like, call a spade a spade. The guy got, like, got behind of a car of a wheel under under the influence, crashed his car into a tree, crashed his car. And then everyone's like, wow, what a miracle recovery. Like, what a fighter. It's like, it was self-induced. It wasn't like he injured himself playing a sport or like being a hero. He hurt himself because he was doing something really stupid and bad. Tiger has, but, he is an extremely long leash, like a very long, like he yeah, can do a lot of stuff and people don't care. And everyone's just like, wow, hero. Like, I'm just not buying the whole hero thing. And then everyone treats him like shooting plus 11 is incredible. Like he made the cut good for him. Then he fell apart. He was an absolute disaster on Saturday and Sunday. Cam, you got anything to say about that? I mean, the, there was no proof that he was doing anything illegal in the they, car accident. <laughs> like, like, it's pretty common knowledge, and the police, like, refused to re- release the toxicology report. Well. Yeah, that's evidence enough right there. <laughs> Nonetheless, no charges. 
Um, and because he yeah, has an extremely long leash, <laughs> making the cut is impressive on its own. When you look at like Kep couldn't make it, Spieth didn't make it, etc. And I think just towards the end, the reason why is he's walking every single hole, and you could tell he's just physically exhausted, and that's why he fell off. But to make it all the way through um, was impressive on its own, so I don't agree with that. Um, I mean, to Tucker's point, like, it seemed boring. I don't know. Uh, Dylan, you got anything on the Masters? Yeah, when it's not, like, uh... Like, ten people had a worse overall than him. I mean, a bunch of people cut, but most people cut ended up better than plus 13. Go ahead, Dylan. Um, when you don't have, like, two guys battling it out, or two or more battling out at the end. It's kind of, I can see why you think it's boring. Um, but it's just, to me, it's just a different, it's a different type of tournament because now you're, you know, you're waiting for the guy to choke. You're, you're seeing if he can like withstand the pressure of being on the top. So, I mean, it's still entertaining, but it's definitely better when it's, you know, two dudes battling it out. It's just different. It's like watching a baseball game, you know, when it's tied versus a team's up by a, by a lot. I don't know. Call it a good um, baseball game if it was like eight to two. I would. I it, I wouldn't say that's like a good game. Like I was like that was awesome to watch when that team blew out the other team. Yeah, but to me, you know, it's about you know the matchups inside the matchups. So like you know watching like the you know a certain golfer perform specific shots, you know you know, in the whole, on the whole, in this specific situation is, is entertaining whether or not, you know, he's going up against, you know, somebody else. Like in baseball, like watching the matchup between the batter, hitter, and the pitcher, even though the game is like four to zero, like it's still entertaining, at least to me. Um, but I can see why it's a little bit less uh, entertaining. As for the Tiger talk, I mean, you can knock the reason why he got injured, but I mean, you can't really knock the 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 will to you know play in this tournament and to make the cut. I mean, it's still extremely impressive. Um, so I don't knock the 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 Tiger talk on on, on his performance at all. He plays golf. Let's not treat it like he came out and game. Like he's a golfer that hurt his leg. I'm so tired of all of this. Like, oh, Tucker, Tucker, gonna, big no, anti-Tiger guy. I'm going to keep talking about the Masters because also Scotty Scheffler, boring. Like, no fun. No yeah, fun. Yeah, he, he is a boring guy. Like, sure. also, I thought the dude was, like, 45. Turns out he's a month older than me. I was just like, what? I mean, uh, that's the most impressive thing. Like, is that like, he's like, so young. Like, a really great player, like, comeback or, like, some great player doing it. Maybe it would be more entertaining. But it happened to just be, the, like, the most boring dude ever wins the Masters by five strokes. You can't call it a good Masters. Um, all right, let's move on. Uh, Tucker, big anti-Tiger guy. Didn't see that one. I, guess, I mean, like, I'm not anti-Tiger. I'm just so sick of everyone, like, treating him like he's a hero for coming back from playing golf after having a leg injury. I mean, I thought he wasn't going to walk again, so I will say that. Uh, you knew nothing. Like, no one knew anything about his injury besides like what you heard on the news. And like, it's been 14 months. It's not like it's been like he came back after three weeks or something. People um, thought he was dead. 
We thought he died. Um, all right, moving on. The start of the MLB season, obviously. Um, I just wanted to touch on the Red Sox because I know that you guys are not upset at their 3-3 three and three start. I'm a little upset with it. Um, not because I expected them to be, you know, like undefeated or anything. But it just seems like they can't win any easy ball games. They're up 9-2 to today, ended up finishing 9-7. to They've had a bunch of games where they've blown leads. Um, their hitting has kind of has been there. It seems like their pitching is not, which is true to the narrative. Uh, I'm just a little disappointed in all that. I was hoping, you know, to at least, you know, win a couple easy games at this point. They couldn't beat the Yankees. They had a tough time with the Tigers. Like, I just don't... I know it's April, but I'm a little disappointed in the start. Uh, Dill, what do you think? Am I just, am I being am I overreacting? Uh, no, I don't think so. Um, they definitely the Red Sox seem to be a little bit um, kind of I don't know the right word. They're just kind of they're just not performing the way I think they're capable of, which is what we're used to seeing in April from them. Which is what I predicted a couple weeks ago when I said I think they're going to start off slowed. Because, um, you know, pitching at the beginning of the year will be good pitching will be good hitting at the beginning of the year because it takes a little while for the hitters to, you know, get back into the swing of things. No pun intended. Um, so the Red Sox don't have great pitching, so they have not great pitching against. You know, and they're going up against good pitching. So they just lose the edge um, on the pitching aspect, plus their hitters are, are you know, in, in season form, mid-season form. So they're going to start off slow like they always do. Um, it did hurt not having Story for, like, the whole start of the season. Basically, he got food poisoning. Uh, he, he played today. Um, the bullpen going into like yesterday's game was the lowest in the league in earned run average. So, I mean, people like to hate on the bullpen. The bullpen's not great, but I think people hate on him more than they need to. Um, I honestly think the Red Sox have an outfield problem. They stuck um, a dude by the last name of Arroyo in the outfield, has never played the outfield before. Uh, that was uh, yesterday's game, and he did not look good. Um which is crazy to think because we have been thinking that they don't have an outfield problem. Um, Jackie Bradley showed up today and had, had an RBI double. I think he had two hits, actually. So I think they could improve um, in the outfield. I think they can always improve their starting pitching. Their starting pitching is terrible. Um, but, you know, three and three after six games isn't bad. I think if they... Um, and they haven't played at home yet. So um, I think if they, you know, go through April over 500, I think they're, uh, you know, in a pretty good spot. So 500 right now, I'm not too upset by it. Um, Tucker? Yeah, I mean, I'm not overly upset just because it's a 162-game season. I don't think, like, we were expected to be amazing this year. It's not like, you know, I don't think we're a favorite for anything. We're the fourth. We're like the fourth. We're second worst in the division projected. 
So I'm not super concerned. We also don't have our ace right now, Chris Sale. So hopefully he'll be back soon. I don't really know when he's supposed to be back. I haven't heard much about it. But uh, June. Yeah, so I'm not going to put too much thought into 3-3, three and three, you know. I'd say, like, you have to get through 20 games of the season to, like, find a rhythm for anyone because baseball is just one of those sports. But, uh, you know, not thinking too much into it yet. Um, before we move on to Cam, because he's not going to probably have anything on the Red Sox, um, other than the, the Yankees beat them. Um, does that, do you guys have any other thoughts on the start of the season, Dylan? Anything? Uh, Bogarts looks fat. I don't know what's going on. Maybe he's just wearing a lot of layers, but his face looks chubby. Um, I don't know what's going on with him. Uh, he doesn't look comfortable at the plate. Um, I, I don't know what's going on. So I'm, I'm worried about him. Devers is an absolute animal already. Um, last year, he had the highest uh, percentage of hard hit balls, whatever they used to calculate a hard hit ball. Maybe it's like a certain threshold for exit velocity. Um, but he's already ripping the cover off the ball. So if he stays healthy, we'll be in good shape, uh, you know, in the middle of the lineup. But something's going on with Bogarts. Anything else from around the league at all? Around the league, um, I think uh, I think people are going to be uh, pleasantly surprised, at least in the AL East. Um, I don't think the Rays are going to be good at all. I think they're going to be terrible. They lost some guys. Um, I think morale's down. Uh, also, shout out to um, Dave Roberts for pulling uh, Kershaw today. He was perfect through seven innings, and he had 80 pitches under his belt, and he took him out of the game. So I don't know what's going on in L.A. On a pitch count. Um, also, Vlad Guerrero Jr., absolute monster. Popping on. He's four for four today with three home runs against the Yankees, and that double. Um, all right. Cam, you got anything on baseball? Yeah, Yankees um, definitely need some pitching help. <laughs> Vlad has three home runs in the double. Probably not great. Garrett Cole's been getting ding-donged. Yeah, he uh, stinks. Yeah, tough. Um, Hitting-wise, I'm happy with us. We're doing pretty well. I've watched a few games. Um, doing better than I, I thought we would, I guess. We're at 3-2, and two, about to be 3-3 three and three probably. So, not happy, not sad, but... We'll see. A lot of time. All right. Um, let's move on. List guys. Um, list guys, we've decided on top five competitions. Um, so this can be, you know, anything from March Madness to, <clears throat> to Super Bowl to World Series to just a normal game. Um, top five competitions. Um I'm not going to leave it off. Who's going to go? Uh, I'll go. Uh, going to throw in some honorable mentions to start off. Two of my honorable mentions. Um, the World Series. Love the World Series. My team playing it. Don't watch it too much if they're not. And then number two, which almost just missed the cup, Marathon Monday. Just being in Boston, Marathon Monday is always like one of the coolest ones, especially coming from like a running background, having friends that are running it every year. One of the greatest drinking holidays in Boston. 
My number five is one that happens every four years. It's the World Cup. I just, I love the World Cup just based off of, like, America not being the best at it and, like, having that underdog mentality. It's just really fun to watch it when the U.S. is. I 100% agree with that, though. Uh, Dylan, you got a five? Um, boy, was I unprepared for this one. Uh, top five competitions. Number five, um, I'm going to go with, um, man, see, it's tough because I want to go something personal, but, like, I don't think that that lives up to the hype. So I'm going to go. Keep it professional sporting competitions. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. I'm going to go um, Wimbledon. Wimbledon, number five for me. I love watching tennis, uh, which is wild. Uh, especially in the summer, something about the green grass. I used to watch it every year when I was in my high school, middle school, because like, you wake up in the summer, or, you know, early in the morning, go downstairs. It's always on at like 8, 9 in the morning. Um, so you just watch it for a few hours, then the, it gets all nice outside, you go outside and play. But beforehand, always just watching tennis. Um, huge fan of the competition. You know, sometimes those matches can take like three and a half hours and those dudes are dogging it out there. It's great uh, competition. Um, so, yeah, Wimbledon, number five. Cam? Number five, I have also the World Cup. Um every four years so it's not as special it's the only time i'll ever watch soccer but i do enjoy watching it whether the u.s is in it or not obviously it's better when they are um but even when they're not i i do like watching it tournament style just you know the upsets are great um and i'm going world cup for women's and men's i enjoy watching the women's world cup too especially because the usa is always winning it but this is my number five all right, my number five is going to be the Olympics, another four-year only event. Um, the, the Olympics is cool because you have all these uh, sports that no one really cares about, but you still want to dominate them, like just for the sake of your country. Like I know we've talked on this podcast, podcast about the Olympics having a winner, um, even though it technically doesn't. And to just look at that medal count and see the U.S. dominating every time is awesome. Um, you also have like fun stuff like, you know, all these NBA superstars or NHL superstars, not this Olympics, obviously, going to play. Um, it has kind of the cup, the 2020 Olympics kind of sucked for me. I didn't enjoy either the winter or the summer. I did like 2016 um, and 2012 and stuff, 2008. Those were those were cool. Um, but just, you know, going on the world stage and kicking ass for the U.S., wearing your colors and everybody gets super patriotic about it. Um, it's it's a unique event, so I'll go Olympics number five. Tucker number four. Um, my number four is the Summer Olympics specifically. I'm a huge Summer Olympics guy. Um, it's my favorite by far. Just all the events I think are better in the Summer Olympics. Um, it's just fun, like and especially with the U.S. being so dominant in this one, it's just. Cool to watch other sports you don't usually watch is like me getting super into I like random sports I never even knew of a month or like I've never watched outside of the Olympics and getting to like get super into men's archery 
and just getting mad at people for sport, like for being bad at things that I don't even know how to do. It's just fun. Um, all right. Uh, who's, who was next? Was it Cam or Dylan? Me. Dylan, sorry. Go ahead. Um, number four for me, I'm going to go with... I think I'm going to also go with the World Cup. Um, just because the World Cup, it is every four years, but for some reason, um, it's... It's more entertaining, uh, like Tuck said, to walk to root for the U.S. men's because no one's expecting them. That's kind of like I like the Olympics, um, but you know, we're always kind of like expected to win. And I, I've just kind of lost the, you know, I don't know. It's just lost its appeal on me for some reason. Uh, maybe because it's, I don't know, the same thing kind of over and over again. I mean, I just like watching like Michael Phelps in 08. I mean, that was awesome. I just like, we can't, can't top that again. You know what I mean? Um, and I'm not like getting that out of my Olympics anymore. So I'm just like not as much into it, but for the world cup, um, rooting for the underdog is, is, is more fun for me. So I love watching the men's, men's world cup, but the, like camps said, the women's too, because I mean, they're gross. So Cameron. Follow suit with Tucker again. I'm going to Olympics. Uh, if I had to choose one, it would be summer. Uh, I do enjoy watching us win, actually, Dylan. No, I, like I do. It's yeah. just kind of, it's kind of boring. I know, I know, Julie. Um, just the fact that there's so many different sports. Uh, we had a list of top Olympic sports. Uh, definitely watched it more than I had in previous years this year. Um, it's just, it's just fun to win. It's fun to watch all the different sports, like Tucker said. That you know, you get into archery and stuff like that. Number four. Okay, my number four is going to be March Madness. I know I've not, I've said that I'm not a huge fan of it, but just the memories of being like in school and teachers like do not care. They're just like putting on March Madness today, having a study hall. You're sitting in there, they project it onto the screen. Obviously, filling out brackets, super fun. Even if you don't know anything, you just like to pick based on the mascot. Um, it's in a time when sports are kind of you know, going off, you've got NBA, like gets you from the Super Bowl to the start of the playoffs for the NBA and NHL. So it's like a good middle ground. Um, and I don't know. And it was cool to see, you know, one of our friends in it and getting that experience. So just for, for kind of the air around March Madness, not even for me necessarily, but for how much everyone loves it, I'll go that with my number four. Um, Tucker number three. Number three, I have the NBA Finals. Uh, I just think it's a super – I feel like it's always a matchup of superstars, super competitive. I love basketball, so it's always fun watching this one. Um, yeah, but, I mean, there's not much to say other than it's just the championship of the NBA season, probably my, like, second favorite sport to watch. So it's always good to watch. Like, now that playoff season – has started now is the time of the year that I start watching NBA games without my free time. Um, Dylan, what do you got? Number three, I'm going the Stanley Cup. Um, I'm putting it at three just because for whatever reason, I'm not as interested in it with my team's not in it. Um, I know everybody likes to say playoff hockey is like the most entertaining 
playoff or I don't know, it's more entertaining than, than the regular season, which it is. But for some reason, if the, if the Bruins aren't in it, I'm just not that engaged in it. Um, so that's why I put it at three. But that aside, you know, when the bees are in it, I am like bananas for it. I watch every game. I'm going to be making sure I got my jersey on. You know, I'm going to be uh, freaking out if we don't get a call our way. So um, it's very entertaining. So I'm going Santa Cup playoffs. Tucker, my roommates are talking uh, smack about you in the hallway. Why? I don't know. <laughs> um, all right. Uh, who, Cam, go ahead. Me. Number three, I got the Natty National Championship College Football. Um, yeah. It wouldn't have been up there if it wasn't for the playoffs. I think it makes it a lot more competitive. Uh, also, Ohio State is usually a competitor, at least in the playoffs. Uh, so that makes it more enjoyable for me. Um it's only coming in number three just because there's a lot of Bama going on, um, Clemson going on, and it does get a little bit repetitive. But, I mean, football is football. I love to watch it. I'm going to watch it every single year for the rest of my life. All right. My number three is going to be the Stanley Cup as well. Uh, Dylan, you're right. When your uh, team isn't in it, it's not um, as compelling. But... I do thoroughly enjoy when the Bruins are in it, and it's it's always exciting theater no matter who's in it. Just the being on the edge of your seat, one goal can change, you know, everything for a franchise. Um, guys are really, you know, I mean, guys in every sport are putting in the effort in their championship, but you can really see it in hockey. Um, Dude's you know, playing hurt. Yeah, playing hurt, laying out, getting their legs broken by pucks, just... Um, and then if a goalie stands on it, it seems like every single goalie just stands on their head in the, you know, in the, in the Stanley cup. Um, it's really good theater. It's probably the most entertaining form of playoff sport just cause each game, each like shift, each time down the ice can change the entire thing. So super exciting. That'll be my number three. Tucker. My number two is March madness. It's just such a fun time of the year. Like where everyone gets, I, I don't watch college basketball until March Madness, and then I am obsessed with college basketball for three weeks of the year. I just think it's so much fun. Brackets are incredible. Like, It's just the one thing where everyone is super into it at the same time. And, like, you know, it doesn't matter if you're a sports fan or not. Like, my mom gets into March Madness. Everyone is just into it. Everyone's got a bracket. Everyone's competing. It's just so much fun for everyone. And those first four days – where just March Madness nonstop is a game going on every time, all day, every day, and you're just, oh, it's an all-time moment. Uh, Dylan? I will, I will say March Madness is not on my list, but it's it's like the perfect amount of time. Like, you can get, you can commit yourself to being into this for three weeks. You know, <laughs> like, um, it's like you get your fix in every every March. Um if I, th- I think if it was longer, people wouldn't like it as much. But and anyway. Single elimination just with the upsets because it's single elimination makes right. it much more fun. Yeah, I would agree. So that's what makes it more, way more entertaining. Uh, number two for me, I'm going the World Series. Um, specifically, I think I'm just going to say the World Series, not the playoffs in general. Um, World Series, there's something about it. Um, it. It's like every single pitch, you know, there's, you know, 200 and 
240, 250, 60 pitches in a game, but it seems like every single pitch is like you're on the edge of your seat. Um, something something crazy is about to happen. It's always cold and dark, and the lights are gone, and it, um, you know, guys are playing hurt too, and uh, you just get to see the battle after a long season. Um, I don't know. There's just something about it that, that brings, you know, like competitiveness to the, you know, peak. Um, so I'm going to go World Series number two. And that doesn't matter if the Sox are in or not. It's just the game within the game of baseball is heightened in the World Series by a million. And that's what's entertaining about it. Cam? Yeah, Mark Madness number two. You guys know how I feel about it. Um, not as good as number one, but I do get into it. I love it. Mark Madness number two. My number two, it's also going to be the World Series for all the reasons Dylan said. Every pitch um, matters. Every ball and strike call matters. Um, guys elevate their games in the World Series. Uh, you know, a, a home run in the World Series means so much more than a home run, you know, in the regular season. Um, just some of, the, some of the comebacks we've seen in the World Series and stuff like that. Uh, I remember watching the Cubs-Indians, and I was like, this is the greatest baseball game I've ever watched. Um, when the Cubs looked like they were going to end the drought, then Rajay Davis hits a home run to tie it up late, and then mm-hmm. the Cubs end up winning it. Um, but... It's it's great theater, cold October nights. You know, um, each pitch can change. Like similar to hockey, like each pitch can change the entire outcome of you know a series. So um, World Series number two for me. Uh, Tucker number one. Super Bowl baby, best sporting event of the year. I will this. I think this is going to be probably everyone's one, but. Super Bowl is definitely the number one. I love football. I watch more football than any other sport by far. So watching the Super Bowl is always a pleasure. Um, yeah, it's just such an exciting game. It just makes it better that out of the major sports, it's the only one that's a single game. So it's just, I think just the single game just allows so much more upset ability and all that. It just makes it more intense having that like do or die one game to decide it kind of mentality. Uh, Dylan. Yeah, I'm, I'm going Super Bowl as well. Um, everything Tucker said, it's just like the epitome of, uh, you know, the big game, you know. So everybody's at their best. Everybody's talking about it. People spend billions of dollars on advertisement. Um, yeah, it's the biggest sporting event of the year. Um, touching back on baseball, though, um, real quick it's just that at least in the world series um there's no other sport where the championship game or in this case a series you know has so much weight on whether or not you're home or away um and that's fun which you don't see in other sports i mean obviously if you play your home arena that's one thing but you don't have like a competitive advantage by being the home team and you don't play on a field or a rank or a court that's you know dimensionally different or um you know maybe the weather you know every other sport you play inside um where that like where you would travel between two places so i I love that aspect of baseball as well football i mean i was talking about baseball oh um uh cam number one same thing 
Yeah, easy number one, Super Bowl, obviously. Big parties. Uh, even if you your team's not in it, you know every player on the team almost every year, except the Bengals, I guess. Um, yeah, it's not even close. Uh, yeah, my number one is the Super Bowl as well. Obviously, the game matters a ton. The one game thing, like Tucker said, it's a holiday. Um, the Monday should be a national holiday afterwards. Great parties. Can't miss, you know, can't leave the TV for a second because you don't want to miss commercials. I think that's the coolest thing. You know, one of the coolest, coolest things about it is that you, they don't do that for other things. Like, sure, they, the advertisers go a little harder for like the World Series and stuff, but it's not like you have much watch television, watch commercials, not to mention the halftime show, the entire thing. You have to sit at your TV and watch the entire thing. And, uh, yeah, football, I mean, is my favorite sport, so I know something about the teams every year. Um, so you, you have a more of an insight on the game, I feel like, uh, because, you know, there's so few games during the season that you get to see a lot of each team. So Super Bowl's number one easy. Uh, all right, let's move on to movie, Jackass Forever. Uh, Cam, you just watched it. Go ahead and score it. I loved it, start to finish. Um, I was telling Trey before we started recording, I expected it maybe to be a little bit more like oh, a lot of celebrity features. Maybe they like diet. To, uh, what's the word? Tone that, uh, tone it down a little bit. Uh, they did not. They went, if anything, almost crazier. I absolutely loved it. I was laughing out loud hysterically. Um, I'm gonna give it a seven point six. Uh, Tucker, did you watch it? I did, and it was incredible. I watched, so I couldn't even remember it, what it was, because I watched it that night, and I loved it. Like, from the, I've never watched a Jackass before this. Oh, that's, that's wow. a shame. Yeah, so this is my first experience with Jackass, and it was incredible. I mean, I've watched, like, individual things, just, like, on YouTube, or, like, you know, on, like, a Facebook or whatever, but this is my first time, like, sitting down and watching a full movie, and it was awesome. Like, I love, like, right off the bat, I'm like, oh, my God, wow, they got, like, a, is that, like, a penis-shaped monster? I'm like, well, how weird is that? And I'm like, oh, it's not penis-shaped, it's just a penis. Um, but, yeah, so this was crazy. I mean, it was it was a new experience for me because I really hadn't watched Jackass before, but I absolutely loved it. I'm going to give it an 8.1. Dylan, did you wow. watch it? Um, I did not watch it. That's uh, true. I, no, I watched last week. You watched uh, out of state? Yeah. You yeah. talked about it? Yeah. Sure. Um, so, I didn't watch it, but I will watch it because I love Jack Bass. I'm like Tucker. Um, I'm a true fan. Uh, so, you know, Tuck, honestly, if you haven't seen these movies, please go watch. No, I stopped as soon as I finished watching. I was like, I'm going to start watching these. Yeah, you need to. They're way too funny. Um, so I'm excited to watch it, but I didn't, obviously. Yeah, okay. Well, I, I, it was my movie. I watched it, I think, the night before I picked it. Um, I really enjoyed it. I didn't have high expectations going in like Cam. Like I thought they might be a little more tame. That was not the case. Um, a lot more nudity in this one than I remember in the other ones, and I think it's because it went right to a streaming platform, so they didn't really care about theaters or anything like that. Um one of the cooler things was I liked them bringing in the new generation of guys. Um, they had the guy from Odd Future, Jasper. Um, 
he was in a bunch of those TikToks we always talk about. Um, he was in Loiter Squad and stuff like that. They had that uh, fat guy, Zach, who um, I've seen on like TikTok and stuff. And it was cool to see that he's made it to what he's, his dream is. Um, so I thought the new guys were really good. And then to see the old guys doing their thing. Um, cool to see a chick in it, too. Um, wish she maybe got a little more screen time, do some some crazier stunts. But um, it's cool that they're kind of passing on the torch. I was disappointed that Bam Margera wasn't in it. Always really liked Bam. Um, used to watch Viva La Bam, his TV show, when I was like oh, in yeah. middle school. Um, he wasn't in it. He's in. He's going through a tough time. I think he got kicked, fired because he broke his sobriety. But um, no, I really enjoyed it. Um, I it did immediately go back and watch the first Jackass right after because I was like, I don't remember these movies at all. They just kind of passed through my brain. Um, but yeah, I'm gonna give it a. Straight seven. Um, Tucker, what it's was your pretty score? high score for a Jackass movie? I know, yeah, it's really good. Tucker, what was your score? I guess at eight point one. You did. Cam. Seven six. That gives it seven five on the movie scale. All right, uh, who's picking this week? I think it's me. Hold on, let me check. I picked. Who picked like Mike? Is that you, Cam? Me. Oh, then it's, it's me. Then it's Dylan. Oh. Um, I have to pick a movie real quick. Where's my phone? Um, I haven't watched a lot of movies lately, so I gotta pick one for all of us to watch. Currently, the movie standings are Batman with a nine, Kingsman with a seven nine, Ratatouille and Jackass tied at a seven five. And then Head of State and Canto and Like Mike bringing up the rear. Like Mike, lowest scored movie on the list. Didn't expect Which that. Which is crazy to me. I th- a lot of good movies. Yeah, we're picking good this year. No no stinkers yet. And, I'll pick one. Yeah, until Tucker decides that I'll he wants like everyone to lose one. a point. And Tuck, Tucker will do a, a musical again. Um, I like musicals. I like musicals. I might pick exclusively musicals going forward just for you guys. That was me. I picked that. I actually haven't seen Les Mis still. That's crazy. I like that one. Um, Alright, we're going with uh, a cult classic. Um, a man by the name of uh, what's his name? Tom Cruise. We're going War of the Worlds. Been meaning to watch it. I haven't seen it in forever. I actually want to watch this too. Um, all right, that's episode one nineteen. Uh, let's get it up on the time this week, Dill. I, I believe in you. I know you can do it. Um, it was up in time. Oh yeah, week. you're right. This one was up in time. You're right. But we've we had we've had we've got two episodes, and then two episodes. Yeah. In the past like four weeks. So. Yeah. I believe in you. Uh. Check us out on social. Thanks for getting wasted with us, and we will see you next week. Bye.